Hey, you're listening to the Kickstart Podcast presented by 60 Helmets. I'm Don Maeda, co-hosted by Michael Antonovich. And today we have Jordan Smith of the Trelly Designs Red Bull KTM team with us. Yeah. So, hey, man, thanks for coming out last minute. Yeah. And, uh, man, this past weekend we had the, uh, the Fox Raceway National. And a little bit up and down for you, but how'd it go, man? Uh, overall, I mean, the results don't show it, but... Uh yeah, overall, it was a much better weekend than at Hangtown. We made made some big bike changes before the race, kind of on like press day before the race, and uh, and you know I felt way better all mm-hmm. weekend. Um, I think it showed there in the first moto. I got a good start, was running up front, um, and it was kind of unfortunate the crash that we had with Hunter there was like kind of he came up and apologized to me after uh, before the second moto, but his bike was messing up and yeah. kind of you know it was unfortunate but uh yeah and then the second moto had a big crash again but they that was i was pretty mad because the gate like flinched or whatever happened to it and you know they said someone ran into it or whatever but it definitely flinched and i actually didn't even think the gate was going to drop like i thought they tried to drop it and it Mm -hmm. didn't and i i wasn't even really in a hurry to pull my bike back yeah and then the gate did drop and uh so i'm like oh they're gonna red flag it so i was kind of like for the first four or five turns I was like whatever you know I'm not gonna like try and send it and and get hurt for a red flag or whatever so um and then I'm like well what if they don't red flag it and sure enough they didn't so yeah it was uh so what what did you see about it did did Marchbanks hit it and then I don't know if anybody hit it from like what little bit that I saw but if you watch like Adam's GoPro video you can see the whole thing moves (laughs) and then guys kind of hit it but then by that point I mean there's nothing that they could change about it by the time they went through the yeah. first lap. So it was just weird because there was a lot of gate malfunctions. Like even MXGP had one happen this weekend mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it, like, I saw the gate go down like maybe two, three inches yeah. and then back up. So that's why I almost thought it wasn't going to drop because it, it went back up. And they, Somebody said that they it happened before you guys did a siding lap too. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that, but I saw somewhere where uh, like Justin Cooper may mm-hmm. have said that he saw it flinch before the site lap. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was ca- it's crazy to watch the video though. It's like the whole field jumps. Mm-hmm. And Did you actually hit the gate? Yeah, I got stuck in it. I was like one of the last guys out of it. And I got I oh, I jumped shit. hard enough that my front wheel got stuck, and it took me a couple pulls to get yeah. it out. So. Is I it? Hit, I hit the gate one time so hard at Kauai, I went over the bar. <laughs> I did that once too. I was on a uh, back in the day. My might have been my first race on an eighty-five, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I don't know. Got got a little excited, I guess, and went right over the bars as well. <laughs> Um, for, for you guys, like when you're in that position, are you just like, okay, how badly is this going to go? Like you think the red flag's coming at what point do you have to change that mental outlook of like, Oh, now I really do have to pin it. Like yeah. that's gotta be hard to switch. Well, f- from now on, it'll be right away, you know, yeah. cause, uh, I've never had anything like that happen in, mm-hmm. in a pro race, but you know, I feel like even at a, uh, area qualifier for Loretta's or something mm-hmm. that would have been restarted you know there would have been enough parents complaining and they would have been like okay just bring it back and we'll restart it or whatever because you know to me everyone around me jumped and you know that's not going to happen from one person jumping a little bit early like Mm -hmm. everyone jumped even on the other side of the box so but 
from now on, I, you know, I've noticed that just over the years, like I've needed uh, kind of like a hold before the before the race goes, and they don't hold it in the pros mm-hmm. where the amateurs they do, and you know, stuff just goes differently. They have live TV, they got to follow yeah. and, and stuff, so mm-hmm. um, it goes differently. So from now on, whenever something like that happens, it'll be right away, you know, like expecting a green flag instead just of go. Yeah. yeah, expecting a red flag. Yeah, were, were you in that heat race in Vegas where like one of the gates went? Down? Remember that? Was it there's been Monster a couple Cup, times. Like yeah. the left side of the gate went down, but the right <laughs> yeah. side didn't. Because yeah. they were on that split side, because yeah. they all came funneling in that different way. Yeah. And then there was another one. I want to say it was this year, but it might have been West Coast, where the whole everybody was just waiting there, and then the whole gate didn't drop. And I'm one. Mm. Everybody's just waiting, and it just never dropped. And yeah. they're just redlining. The yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I think I, the year at Monster Cup, whenever it dropped, I was racing the amateur class, so I didn't ah. have to worry mm-hmm. about that one. Hey, you've done a lot of laps at Fox Raceway in the last few months. Yeah. How uh, how differently was that than a normal Tuesday, Wednesday? Um, it was it was different. Uh, I would say more different in practice mm-hmm. uh, because it was so muddy in, in practice. Uh and they ended up having to kind of smooth out those mud spots because yeah. it was going to be really, really bad. <laughs> it was going to be so one line. So it, it was good on them to smooth it out and kind of spread the mud around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I think, made for good racing. Um, that track, The way that dirt is, it doesn't really rut up too gnarly and doesn't get too too rough like as far as big bumps go. So, um, yeah, I mean, some days out there on like a Tuesday, you'll get so many guys out there and they have it ripped up pretty deep. It's similar, but mm-hmm. definitely still a lot different just the way they prep it and stuff. But it was not, I would say not as different as I was expecting it to yeah. be. It was a lot different Saturday morning than it was on Friday at media day, right? Yeah, that's for sure. It was so dry <laughs> on media day. I didn't know how they were going to get enough moisture into it. And then we show up for practice, it's muddy. It was mud so, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, they even hit it like different spots of the track with tractors that never get hit. Like yeah. there were lanes that were completely smoothed over between motos. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was uh, it was a good thing though because that mm. big jump in the back is like a table single. Like before in that scrub. Yeah, before yeah. the scrub up the hills with the rollers, it was like in practice that was almost like kind of scary yeah. because we're hitting that thing before it and it was just like ruts and then you kind of hit a single and had to line up with the one rut that there mm-hmm. was and jump that thing so that was a big jump so I think if they would have made us race like that it would have been pretty tough just because of you know you're trying to pass someone you go in a muddy line off of a jump yeah. like that you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. so hey what do you think of that track for national caliber as opposed to like Glen Helen like uh, did you like Fox better or did you like Glen Helen better? I like Fox better yeah. uh, I've never been a huge fan of Glen Helen um <laughs> I don't mind so much practicing there and stuff but like by the time whenever it gets to race there it's you know, they um I think they almost try and do too much there with the race you know mm-hmm. uh a lot of times it's like they made the one year they made that like stupid little rhythm section in the middle there you know mm-hmm. for it it was kind of maybe a cool idea for the fans mm-hmm. but they just do like it has so much there that makes it Glen Helen you don't need to add all that yeah. other stuff to it yeah. and it just whenever they do add all that stuff like that one huge jump they had it's like if like you don't want to think like this but if someone's bike breaks on that on we're going face, fifth yeah. gear down a hill wide yeah. open and jumping like 150 feet or something it's like it's going to be, you're going to kill someone, you know? Yeah. So was I, there anything like that at Fox this weekend? No, I would, that, that one big jump was, mm-hmm. you know, pretty big, but it wasn't like overly big by, by any means. Um, as far as, you know, all the rest of the, the rounds go. So I think it made for pretty good racing too. I think that, uh, 
Glen Helen sometimes can get a little bit one line with uh, up and down all those hills. Like, you know, you have one rut that gets so much better going, yeah. going, you get so much better drive going up the hill. And I think that Paula or Fox Raceway may have been like a little bit one line, mm-hmm. but it was, you could move around. So mm-hmm. I think it made for, for pretty good racing. I think uh, like in our first moto, there was five guys within four or five seconds on the, yeah. in, on the last lap. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome racing right there. Yeah, yeah. all four motos were awesome. Were great, huh? yeah. yeah. Um, one big thing that we noticed, like, you guys rarely hit pure hard pack like that was in certain spots. Is that different? Because it seems like almost every track, especially when we go East Coast, is all prepped the same way. Yeah, yeah. It, I actually, I like that. Like, I'm not a huge hard pack guy. Like, I'm, I'm East Coast. Like, that's where I grew up, and I like the, the deep and rutted stuff. But I actually kind of like that for, for the racing, like, I think it makes a lot better racing, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't separate as much, which, you know, it's like whatever. But I think that as far as like two guys getting in a battle and trying to go back and forth, like a track like that makes for better racing because Mm -hmm. you can kind of go wherever you want to. And, um, and you're not stuck to, to one line where sometimes, you know, we'll get to, to some of the races, like, you know, high point is one of the ones that gets really rutted and you might be stuck in one line for, you know, 500, 600 feet or mm-hmm. further, you know, and, and you're just kind of stuck in that. And I mean, it's, it's good racing, but at the same time, it's like, sometimes you can't get that good battle because you're yeah. almost on two different tracks with how the ruts shape up. Mm-hmm. Hey, so both Supercross and outdoors kind of start in California on the West Coast and then, and then migrate East. Um, do you prefer being East than, than West? Um, in either se- either uh, series, not not so much. I mean, I I like the East better a little bit. I would say for sure. I mean, I whenever I'm on the East Coast, I get to stay at my house and yeah. and be down at MTF and all that stuff. But um, as far as you know, going to the race and and racing on the weekends, it doesn't make a huge difference to me. I wasn't. I was glad to see Glen Helen off the schedule this year. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of Glen Helen before. I never really rode good there. Never got good results and uh so i was kind of glad to see that one uh <laughs> off whenever i saw that but um but no i mean overall I, actually this weekend in colorado is one of my favorite yeah. favorite ones mm-hmm. I, I really like colorado hey so they always make a big deal about the altitude there and you know in the era of efi bikes now does the altitude really slow the bikes now yeah it does, it does. quite a bit yeah i mean it's um it's even just like riding around here i went to Cahia one time while i was out mm-hmm. here and mm-hmm. like, i don't know the elevation there but i got on my bike i'm like man this thing feels slow today <laughs> and then and then i was like halfway through my warm-up i'm like i wonder if we're at elevation and we were mm-hmm. and i know that colorado is a lot higher than that so it's uh you have to start in first gear um you know and it's basically starts just like second gear someone asked me earlier like you are you going to practice some first gear starts i'm like no because it's so much different you know i might as well just practice second gear starts because it's going to be the same yeah that and then that hill yeah and the hill you know you can almost let first gear run out for Mm -hmm. a good little ways as deep as they rip it and stuff Mm -hmm. but i think that's another track that um that race is good uh i think that uh for me uh I've always rode better there, but I also think it's one that you can kind of go some different areas. Mm-hmm. It does get rutted, really rutted sometimes, mm-hmm. but other times, you know, down that kind of like down that first hill, you can go inside, outside. Yeah. It's, race yeah. is pretty good to me. Hey, do you guys, like me as a media guy, 
just because I'm interested, I like see the weather. So I know how to pack and all these things and, and know what to expect. Do you guys as a racer see the weather and then accommodate for that? Like Colorado is going to get some rain this week. Are you thinking, okay, now we need to change some setup stuff on the bike or is it when we get there, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, really you're wanting a setup that's going to kind of work everywhere. That's mm-hmm. the, the ultimate goal is to, you know, show up to a race and make a couple clicker changes and be good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as setup goes with a bike, not really. You know, I do kind of maybe look at the weather just to mm-hmm. be prepared if it's a mud race, you know, try and bring a jacket and whatever. But, uh, but I mean, I, I don't really worry about the weather too much. It is what it is and going to just do whatever we can once we get there. Yeah. Hey, how are you with uh, bike setup like that? Like, say you go to Colorado this weekend, you're riding, and the bike feels bad on the downhill. Are you the kind of rider that can come in and say, I want to go out on compression and on rebound, or do you just come and say, it's doing this, and the suspension tech makes a suggestion? Yeah, I'm more of someone that like likes to tell them what it's doing mm-hmm. and where it's doing in that. And let them make the decision on whether it goes stiffer, softer, or faster, slower, whatever it is. Um, I'm getting better now. I'm learning a lot. We've been doing a lot of testing. I'm learning a lot more about what we need to do as far as you know, make it stiffer or softer. But mm-hmm. um, but that's like I think that takes a long time to you know really master because there's so many you know different ways that something can feel and yeah. I, it can feel <clears throat> stiff but it's because it's too soft and it's getting to the stiff part of the exactly. stroke and it's it's really tough so i've always worked better with suspension guys that can make that call for me whenever mm-hmm. i tell them what it's doing and where it's doing it at yeah hey how's uh how's tk as a team manager tk is awesome yeah he's, he's funny because he seems mellower now than he was when he first started like for he was so aggro and everything. I think he was trying to like earn his respect or whatever. But yeah. that, I mean, I've known Tyler. He used to test mini bikes at Dirt Rider when I worked there, you know, so I've known him for a long time. Long time yeah. But it seems like he's really cool now and found his place yeah. within the team. And yeah, he's uh, he's really good. You know, he's uh, done a lot for me. And uh, at TLD, I've been there for three years now. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, you know, he's uh, he's really good as far as, making sure that we have what we need and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I, you know, like Shane, he came, I don't know how many years before I, he's been at TLD for quite a long time. And, you know, I hear stories of Shane, like whenever he first came there, like he's almost scared of TK, like, or something. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't see it. Like me and TK talk about golf and and whatever, you know, not much about riding and stuff. So I just don't, I haven't seen that side TK as much. So, Um, but yeah, he's, uh, like whenever I first came, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, I was so scared of TK. And I'm like, dude, I was like, I just, you know, I had my first team manager was Mike LaRocco. I'm like, I was way (laughs) more scared of Mike, like (laughs) Mike LaRocco or Tyler or TK, you know, it's like, that was way more scary for me, you know? So, Hey, now that it's kind of in the past, uh, you know, you were on Geico and you got out of the contract at Geico to go to TLD. But you got out of the contract with Geico before you knew you had an option with TLD, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So was it just, were you unhappy with the bike? Were you, were you scared of Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no. Or what, what prompted you to want to make a change? Um, yeah, I mean, there was, there was, you know, a couple different things that had uh, kind of prompted that, that change. Um, and uh, I had a, it was really tough because I had a really good relationship with Ziggy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd known, I've known Ziggy since I was probably 
10 years old, 10 mm-hmm. or 11, um, because he would come down to MTF whenever I first started there. And Factory Connection is a is a sponsor of MTF. Yeah. And so they would come down, you know, like two weeks before the big nationals, Loretta's, the spring nationals, and mini O's, and they would test with us. And um, so that was like really cool growing up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always my kind of idol growing up was was Barsha whenever he was on Geico and that's where I wanted to be you know so um with some of the the problems that we had and just I just felt like I needed a change you know just somewhere go somewhere and uh to get like yeah just get a change and stuff but it's cool because uh Ziggy and I still have a good relationship and Mm -hmm. and same with Jeff uh it's funny uh this weekend actually um so back in 2014, whenever I raced uh, Loretta's in A-class mm-hmm. for Geico, Ziggy and Jeff came to Loretta's. And uh, I was, I've always like been kind of a jokester with, with Ziggy. And mm-hmm. I didn't really know Jeff that well at the time, uh, just getting to know him. And uh, we were parked right across from like the Porta Johns at Loretta's. And uh, Ziggy and Jeff both went in there. And I grabbed some, like, we had some, like, real heavy-duty zip ties in my mechanics box. So I went over there, and I zip-tied them both into the into uh-huh. the Portageon. So uh, so they, they thought it was hilarious, whatever. So then uh, we, this weekend, I, I, I'll say, like, what's up to Jeff and, and Ziggy all the time and talk to him. And this weekend before the first moto, I went to the Portageon, and uh, I go to come out, and I, like, kind of push the door, and it wouldn't open. I'm like, someone's out there like messing with me so I kind of pushed it a little bit harder would it open so I kicked it because like they they had tried to get me back one time with the zip ties and I I kicked the door and it just broke the zip tie and I'm yeah. like oh what's up you know so then I kicked it didn't budge I'm like man they <laughs> someone's got me in here good so <laughs> they they finally let the door open and I, and I didn't know who it was outside and it's Ziggy and Jeff and they were dying laughing you know they were it was really funny so yeah we still have a good relationship and everyone's just cool you, you and I were talking before Don got here, and this is kind of like, I would say surprising, but maybe not because you are a lot younger than a lot of people maybe think, but you don't remember, or you don't know a lot of the sport like earlier than 2006. Yeah. You said like Barsh is your idol. So like what prompted you to get into this? Uh, well, my, my uncle raced uh, four-wheelers. Uh, oh, okay. In, in the, but like wood stuff, like mm-hmm. hair scramble stuff, and uh, I don't know. I was like, Wait, like cars or quads? Quads. Quads. Yeah, yeah. You so, don't call them forwards, you call them yeah. quads. That's a back east thing. Yeah, yeah. back east forwards. <laughs> uh, so I went to race and like uh, the series that he raced was the Mideast Hair Scrambles. Mm-hmm. And um, he, they do like the, the mini bikes in the morning and then uh, and then the, the big bikes and then the quads afterwards. Mm-hmm. Quads. quads. And uh, so... He, he was racing quads and, and I just, but I just sat down in the field and like watched all day long mm-hmm. and uh, I loved it. And so the next time I went up to my grandparents, uh, my mom took me up there and my grandpa was like, Hey, you know, like I wanted to, I wanted to ride. So he's like, well, let's, you know, he had a old JR 50 Suzuki 1979. Mm. Uh, metal that's, gas tank. That's the same as the 2019, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. But this one had a metal gas tank. Oh, on it. okay. So yeah. It's like it's the real deal. So uh, it didn't run though. So it was it was my uncle's whenever he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So my mom loaded it up in the back of her car and brought it home. And it's like, hey, to my dad, like, hey, can you get this running? He's like, 
Are you sure? Like his mom would never let him ride dirt bikes or anything growing up. He loved riding bikes, but never dirt bikes. So she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll just ride it like in the field at, at my grandpa's house. And so my dad took it to his golf course and they got it running him and the mechanic got it running. And mm-hmm. we went and my grandpa would like mow me out like a turn track and mm-hmm. he, he has a lot of <laughs> land. So he would like, so I had like a new tractor ride every time I went up there. Cause yeah. like the grass would grow back and he would mow me out a new turn track. So uh so I, I started doing that and i went to do a race on it a hair scramble race and uh i fell on like the last lap or something and the bike shut off and wouldn't start back and my uncle and and my dad came and tried to kick it kick it kick it wouldn't start so we were like pretty close to the finish line so they ended up pushing me across the finish line so uh i didn't do another race on that bike i that was like i don't know what time but i was four and then mm-hmm. I, I didn't do another race until after christmas that year i got an xr50 okay uh, so you got modern yeah i got a little bit with more a modern. bike from 1968 still same yeah. engine yeah. yeah so uh so yeah and so i started doing woods races for i, I don't really know how long maybe a mm-hmm. year or so and uh i was like hey dad can i can i try motocross and he's like what's that oh really and uh like he didn't even know what it was and uh it's like with like the jumps and stuff he's like nah nah we better not try that well i eventually talked him into it i guess and for a long time we were doing the the like the our local series was on saturday nights Mm -hmm. uh most of the time sometimes during the day but most of the time on saturday night for motocross and Mm -hmm. then the next morning was like an eight o'clock race for the hair scrambles and Mm -hmm. so i was doing both series we would sometimes uh, there was like this one track called Parker Valley. They would have the motocross race on Saturday night and then the hair scramble Sunday morning there. But a lot of times we'd have to drive an hour, hour and mm-hmm. a half. And so we did that for a little while. And then it was like, okay, you got to pick one or the other and pick motocross. So that's right. Yeah. It's paid off. Yeah. It paid off. It's been, uh, from where we started, it's crazy. Cause it's just like the someone, we didn't even know like what Loretta's was mm-hmm. or any, a national or anything. So it's like, Hey, you guys should try for Loretta's and like what's that so there was a local area qualifier and tried and i didn't make it the first time but after that your dad's a golf course manager yeah golf course superintendent okay did he ever like try to make you like the baby tiger woods like everybody tries to make their kid the baby jeremy mcgrath uh yeah i mean a little bit he never like really pushed it on me but he definitely like wanted me like he's a huge soccer fan too so like i was going to be like a soccer player his golfer like Mm. one of the two and um it's funny because i I didn't like golf. Um, I went to like a camp. I remember whenever I was pretty young, but I never really played any after that. And I played some soccer for a little bit, but I don't even really remember playing soccer. You know, Mm -hmm. like I remember racing that young, but I don't remember soccer. Um, And, and it's funny now because I hated golf. And then whenever I was like probably 13 or something, I got mono and Mm -hmm. I had to take like the summer off from riding Mm -hmm. and I would go into work with my dad every day. And I, learned how to play golf and I got pretty good pretty quick and now I'm like I love golf like I'm like man I should have been a golfer not yeah. like it's way easier than dirt bikes you know so, less injuries better play. yeah way less injuries so but uh yeah that's it's funny just how it worked out nice well hey let's take a real quick break to hear from our sponsors but uh we'll be back in a second with Jordan Smith hey everyone it's Cooper Webb your 2019 AMA Supercross 450 Supercross champion thanks to my team and my KTM 450SXF Factory Edition. I secured my first career 450 Supercross Championship. From hole shot to podium, the KTM 450SXF Factory Edition comes ready to race with unrivaled power and performance and will also be my weapon of choice for the 2019 outdoor motocross season. 
With a long list of special equipment, the Factory Edition is formula for success. Visit an authorized KTM dealer today to learn more. Hi, this is 250 Supercross Champion Chase Sexton of the Geico Honda Team. To get the most performance out of your motocross bike, make sure you're using the Yoshimura exhaust systems. Visit Yosh at Yoshimura-RD.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart Podcast. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 60 ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 60helmets.com for more info. So you ended up being a motocrosser instead of a golfer. Yep. But now you golf for fun and relaxation, right? Yeah. I, well, I did, but uh, I haven't got to do it very much lately. With my, my wrist injury from Supercross mm. and, and all that, I can't golf right now. So that's kind of a bummer. I had kind of a bad uh, a bad thing going with golf. Like every time I got really into it, I'd crash my motorcycle and dislocate my shoulder. So then I'd come back and be in the golf again, dislocate my shoulder. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Golf in doses now. yeah, it's tough being trying to to be good at golf and racing a dirt bike because it seems like every time you get you know like where you kind of want to be in golf, like yeah. then motocross messes it up. You know, like you have <laughs> it's like something that like won't even be like you can still ride with it fine, but it just messes you up in the golf swing. Like, mm-hmm. Man, yeah. and then by the time you get back to playing golf, you forgot about everything you were working on. You got to do it all over again. Yeah, like how all the mechanics have fishing poles and bikes like kept on the truck do you keep a set of golf clubs on the truck uh no i don't keep one on the truck but uh i do fly like most of the time every time i come to california i fly out here with them uh like anytime i'm coming somewhere for you know two weeks or something Mm -hmm. i usually have my golf clubs with me i didn't bring them this time because my wrist but uh but i usually have them but i actually uh whenever i got hurt like i couldn't play golf and uh i got really into fishing so i've been like super into bass fishing right now i'm gonna get a bass boat whenever i get back to georgia and stuff so i'm uh, i'm pretty invested in that now i would say you're like full bass pro shop guy it sounds like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like pretty much anything outdoors you know hunting yeah. fishing golfing riding dirt bike anything outdoors pretty much so when you say <clears throat> bass fishing is it from a boat or is it from shore or is it like do you float in that thing with legs and a tube uh no um mainly you know like from shore sometimes but yeah. I like going out on the boat uh we like at mtf colleen and brian uh and actually uh i think martin davlos owns part of it but they own like kind of like this private lake oh, and man. uh it's like super healthy it's like uh it was a a mine and now they hit a spring and so like the water is super healthy and the fish get really big and are super healthy there's a lot of them in there so we it's like 10 minutes away we get spoiled it's like mm. so it's easy easy mm-hmm. fishing so it's uh but yeah it's fun nice hey what's it uh so is wilson todd staying for more than just this past weekend um i believe he's racing this weekend he's gonna Uh, do denver yeah Yeah, i think so what is that like when you have a a fill-in rider like from another country i mean is is he cool guy yeah he's he's cool he's uh he's like super pumped to meet me actually because uh i came he's I think he said he was 20, so he's a few years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came, I went to Australia in 2000, 
11, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and raced their amateur national, like kind of like their Loretta's. Yeah. Um, I raced that, uh, Colleen for a while would take two, two of us from MTF over and race it. So I was racing like the 125 and super mini class over, over there. And, uh, he was like a few years younger. Like, I think he said he was on, like on 65s or mm-hmm. something. So he said it was like cool, cool to meet me and stuff, but he's a super cool guy. And, uh, yeah, it was fun having him around at the truck. Yeah. It was funny. Cause at Hangtown, I was like, you know, I'd shoot all the top guys, and then he'd come by, I'd shoot him, and I'd go, oh, that was probably like a lapper guy. I've never seen that 205. Yeah. And they came around the same lap, the next lap in the same place. I was like, who is this guy? You yeah. know, so I think a lot of fans were that way yeah. with him. But, uh, yeah, I know he had bad luck at at Paul yeah. at Fox. But uh, I was talking to him, anymore, anymore? He's like, oh, I'm supposed to fly on Tuesday, but got my fingers crossed i get to stay yeah i think i saw he was out of the test track today doing oh, was he? some testing or something so i think he's staying yeah nice. for uh this weekend but yeah he's uh pretty cool he's kind of bummed after his results but i'm like dude it's it's all mm. good you know like just keep keep he actually it was funny he let me around in the first moto whenever i caught him and i was like dude i was like i, I understand like you're just here like one race whatever but i was like you don't gotta let me around he's like oh i was a lap down i crashed in the first turn i was like okay well i appreciate you letting me around then but <laughs> if we were battling you didn't have to let me around there so i didn't know he was a lap down though so yeah. he's a cool guy how about the uh team rookie Derek drake Derek, yeah he, i uh i never really talked to him that much before mm-hmm. he turned pro uh but obviously we've been riding a lot together and stuff since i've been out in california he's he's funny he's uh Kind of don't expect some of the stuff he's saying, but uh, it's it's funny. He's a pretty good, cool kid. It's so weird because you sent me to World Mini in Mesquite one time, 2012, mm-hmm. and he was like just ripping, little kid just killing everybody. I'm like, uh-huh. oh wow, that's cool. That's a fast little kid. And then now he's pro, and I'm like, oh my god, I see how you guys watch oh, these kids <laughs> grow up. And I'm just like, oh oh my god, I'm getting old. Oh, so you're feeling old. I'm now? feeling old now, and I'm 28. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, think about me. I remember Carmichael on a 65. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and now he's retired. And, yeah, yeah. But it's funny to see, like, especially for you. I mean, you were this kid that was a solid amateur rider. It's awesome to see how you guys always progress because it seems like everybody encounters the same challenges, but then you have the same successes and it makes everybody kind of pull for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's, uh, it's cool to see, you know, just so many people from like that are kind of from my age group of, Mm -hmm. of amateurs and, um, and maybe like mine and the year above me and like even a year below me, like it's cool to see all these people now, like we're all battling Mm -hmm. the same way kind of, but in a completely different arena, different arena, different stage. And, it's pretty cool to see that and uh yeah i mean there's i feel like for our our age there was a lot of guys to go pro you know even the couple that you know with covington going overseas Mm -hmm. and now him coming back here and stuff it's it's cool to see the other thing is too like you guys are all really supportive of each other like it's very weird to see professional athletes that are all going for the same money and the same rides and everything be so friendly with each other and there's no like massive competitiveness or like rivalry anymore everybody's just hanging out yeah yeah i would say you know for for sure but at at the same time we're definitely still sending it yeah sending it and competitive (laughs) out there and you know only get so close so yeah but it's uh but yeah it is cool you know seeing like the camaraderie between the riders Mm -hmm. and stuff is is cool what's it like uh it's funny i ask every troy lee rider this but like so troy's a guy who's set so many style trends in our sport and everything and you know he's 
dude, he's kind of a legend, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what's it like riding for Troy? Or is it to you, because you've only been interested in the sport for so many years, is it nothing? Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, it, it is really cool seeing, like, everything that he's done and stuff and, and talking to him. Uh, he's, like, he is one of a kind. Yeah. You know, he's, it's, it's so funny whenever... I'd like to tell a story whenever I first signed with the team and I came out to California to start riding the bike. And I would say like within the first week I was out here, he had like a, um, like a dinner for like all his dealers from like all mm-hmm. across the country. And like they, the main dealers flew in. And, and so he kind of had a rider sitting at each table with the dealers. So it'd be like a rider and three dealers yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, but I actually got put at a table. It was like two dealers, me, and his son Max, mm-hmm. and uh, so he comes up to talk to Max, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" To the dealers, like he knew him, and he's like, "What's your name?" He didn't know who I was, <laughs> and it was pretty funny. And I was like, "I'm Jordan." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's what that's what I thought." I just wanted to make sure, though. So it's a funny story I like to tell. But he's uh, he's an awesome dude, and it's cool like going in a shop in, yeah. in Corona, like seeing all the yeah all the stuff. Although it's pretty for sweet. you, do you look at some of the old helmets and stuff, and you're like, huh? Yeah. It's a cool helmet, but I don't know who that yeah, rider is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. You guys have a cool setup, too, because Troy does so many collaboration deals or influencer deals with, like, Adidas and Oakley. Like, yeah. you guys are laced out all the time. Yeah, for sure. We definitely uh, – I don't know how we don't win Lit Kit every <laughs> week, you know. Is Washougal your favorite one because you get to go to the Adidas store? Yeah, that one's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, that was my first – the first year on the team, I didn't get to go because oh. uh, I didn't – well, I could have went, but I didn't go to really any of the outdoors that mm-hmm. year. Um so uh, last year was my first year getting to experience that, and that was pretty sweet. Walked out with, like, three bags of Adidas stuff. It was pretty cool. Nice. Do you uh, do you get pumped on, like – well, actually, you know, now that I've seen it, but the team plans out what you're going to wear every week yep. well in advance. So, like, I guess I was, you don't get to really say, hey, I want to wear that stuff this yeah. year. But, like, do you like lining up and you're wearing the same gear as Shane and the same gear as Drake? I mean, or – do you think it's cool to be like a team like that, or do you wish that they would let you all wear different stuff? Um, I don't know. I I guess I've just never really known any different, you know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. with my first two years, Geico is same way, you know, mm-hmm. and and here. So I, I guess I don't really know any different. So it's it it is what it is. But I feel like some weeks I would be like want to kind of pick my own gear, or whatever, if I could. But it's not like like I said, I just really don't know any difference. Mm-hmm. It's not too big of a deal. Did you ever have to wear the polka dots last year? Mm, I think that was two years two ago. Two years ago? And I think I wore them for, like, a practice. Uh-huh. And I got – that was the year I didn't race outdoors. I ra- I went to one. I went to high point And uh, first practice, I, like, twisted my ankle real bad and couldn't race the rest of the whole season. So I think I only ended up with, like, one set of polka dot gear. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a fan of that stuff. No. There's a, it's crazy though, like just some, a lot of the stuff that like Troy thinks up or is like, man, this stuff is going to sell like, or whatever. It's like everyone else looks at it and we're like, really? And it ends up killing it, you know? And it's like, that's what everyone says around there, especially TK. He's like, you know, he's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like Troy's mind, just the way he looks at stuff so much differently. It's like. Every like to the normal person, you're just like, man, like I don't think that's gonna work, and it ends up working. So mm-hmm. it's cool. You guys have GoPro. Yeah. Do you watch every video? No, not not really. I don't really he watch. Lived it. Well, yeah, but I mean, like I watch them, and I'm like, oh, look at how this all happened. Like, 
I would think that maybe that's like a training thing, but yeah. if yeah, probably not. Yeah, not not too much. I mean, uh, if something exciting happened, I'll kind of hit up the GoPro guy. But uh, like we have someone that uh, Jared, he comes to the race mm-hmm. for GoPro and he sets it all up and he takes the cameras at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you know, like unless we ask him for the footage, we don't really get it. So, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, like this weekend, I was like, hey, let me get that footage from the second moto from the start. Like, I want to see if I can see the gate flinch, but mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't see it on my GoPro. I don't, I don't, I like kind of have my head up a little bit so mm-hmm. I can really see the gates. So, was, uh, but. yeah, so you guys, does Jared come around and push the button for you all? Like, yeah. Before this, like Jared does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He on the line and he, sometimes I feel it, sometimes I don't, but I always oh. know that it's running. Yeah. Cause on media day, I'm like, Adam. We run my GoPro, and he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he even, like, helped me pick out where to stick it and everything. Yeah. And, you know, he's, like, Mr. GoPro ambassador. You know, he's always putting GoPro stuff on his thing. So, like, I figured, you know, he – I told him, I go, it's on that one touch. You just have to push the button. And at the end of the day, I went and got the camera back, and I looked. You didn't push the button, man. He goes, man, you're supposed to come push it. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah. You assume makes ass out of you and me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, man, come on, guy. Yeah. Yep. Um. So in Supercross, you guys are always going through the the dartfish stuff and like watching those video overlays. Yeah, we don't have dartfish, but we we watch video though. Yeah. Okay. So is it much harder for you guys outdoors because they're only able to see certain parts of the track, or is it like you're not really taking all that stuff into account? Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely harder to mm-hmm. kind of like. In Supercross, it's easy to like watch the overview and see like okay here's where this guy made up that mm-hmm. time you know like we're in outdoors sometimes you might come off the track like and practice three or four seconds slower and you're like dude i was riding good i don't <laughs> know where they got that you know and, yeah. and you can't find it but we've been working uh, a little bit closer with lip pro this year mm-hmm. and working on uh like a new device i think they have and so that's been good uh the first two rounds like being able to kind of compare with the teammates or uh, or whatever, and I think we had like baggots to compare with this mm-hmm. weekend. So that's cool to to be able to see. It's like you kind of wish you could have everyone's, but mm-hmm. then you know, obviously, if you're the fastest guy, you're not going to want everyone to have yeah, theirs. So. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're Rich Taylor at a shootout and taking cutting all the, the track. all the corner cuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know Rich, right? You know Rich Taylor? Uh, not too he, much. He owns X Brand goggles. Okay, he's one of our test drivers. Yeah. We used to do lap times, uh-huh. and we would only do lap times for comparison's sake between bikes, right? But he always wanted to be the fastest pro test rider, and so I caught him like two years in a row, like cutting the track. <laughs> He'll even go to like the furthest part where he doesn't think anybody is, and then you'll just see this one rut cut one through rut, everything. Yeah. yeah, he does it at the race series, all the stuff. Yeah. yeah, he cheats at the races too. The start's the best one. Yeah, yeah. He usually goes inside the first turn. Yeah, or that's mm-hmm. the. That's the. Uh, the move of a seasoned veteran. Yeah, seasoned veteran. <laughs> yeah. The, cra- the crafty veteran. Yeah, right? yeah. Cool. So, all right. So, we have uh, Denver this weekend. Uh, are you just flying up there in and out? Or are you going to do anything cool? Are you going to go to the Coors Light Factory? <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, we're flying in Friday. I think we get in like 3 o'clock, which mm-hmm. is usually I get in a lot earlier than that. But uh, 3 o'clock, fly out 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning. So, nice. and there you flying back here or are you going home? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go home. going to go back to Georgia. I've been out in California for like almost two months now i think yeah. so ready to get back home so the with the weekend off do you just totally chill or do you go ride or uh actually um my fiance and i are moving in together she's moving down she just uh graduated college um mm-hmm. about two weeks ago 
So on the off weekend, we're going to drive to North Carolina mm -hmm. uh, where she was in college. And she's got all her stuff packed up in some boxes, and we're going to drive it on back down to Georgia. So, yeah, oh, not nice. much, kind of not too much of an off weekend, but luckily it's at the beach. So maybe we can spend some time on the beach. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. Yep. So are you getting married in October like all motocross? Uh, actually, it'll be September, but 2020. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So you have a little, little time. Yeah, a little bit. Cool. Yeah, this is about the only time to get married, though, for a motocrosser. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny, in the off-season, all of a sudden you start seeing all the Instagram happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Mm -hmm. yeah. This year, it seemed like there were so many uh, weddings. Like, yeah, this and year. babies. Yeah, weddings and babies. Yep. That's the yep. theme for this year. We did, like my wife and I did ours, like the one off-weekend in Supercross one year. Oh, really? So, like, we just lined all that up, and that, was, that wasn't too bad, but yeah. it's hectic. Like, you guys couldn't do that at all. No, no, all. definitely not. You just, that's what, like... Even my mom will, like, plan a beach trip on, like, you know, uh, on the off weekend. She's mm -hmm. like, can you make it? I'm like, well, we're two months away from there. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to need to go test or yeah. what. But if you book it and I can be there, I'll be there. But if I can't, just know I might not be there, you yeah. know. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, uh, man, I guess uh, Anton will see you in Denver this mm -hmm. weekend. Cool. Um, I'm going to be uh, – I'm going to be at Scrub Daddy's birthday party. Are you really? <laughs> but uh, hopefully he didn't hear that. I don't know if it's a surprise or not. But <laughs> Anyway, uh, man, Jordan, thank you very much for coming down yep. uh, to the, uh, the the plush new uh, Swap Moto Live offices here yeah. at Jeremy McGrath Motorsports. And uh, best of luck this weekend and the rest thank of the you. year. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll see you Friday. Yep. See ya.